Welcome to What You're Drinking with your host, Chris Doyle. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest edition of What You're Drinking podcast. Very special show today. We have a special guest with us to do an interview and talk the week of wrestling with me. He's the host of the Ringside Podcast, current Ohio Valley Wrestling referee. He is the Casanova of Kentucky. He is Daniel Spencer. How you doing, Dan? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, what a wow! You put me over uh, that for <laughs> sure. I, I don't know about all that. Some of it may be true. Some of it may not. Let's just say I'm definitely the host of the Ringside Podcast. Definitely a referee at OVW, but uh, the rest of it, uh, you know, you'll decide, I guess, the fans <laughs> watching this. i got to put you over because if it looks like I've got a shitty guest on, it makes me look shitty, so I have to big you up a bit. True, true, true. By the way, this is what you're drinking. It's um, it's Pirate Zero, so I've, uh, I'm trying to sober up um, right That's now, disappointing. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. Uh, I, I, trust me, it'll be a good show over no matter what. But uh, what what do you got over there? Well, I got one just because of you. You told me you finished up a show earlier on, I believe. You right went up. out for a few yep. few drinks afterwards. Sent me yep. looked like a margarita and some tequila or something. Was that's that? right? That's right. The margarita and a bur- and bourbon shot. I don't know what it was. Uh, somebody bought it for me. So bourbon. Yeah. Well, I just stick into the beer, but I thought I would crack one with you. And say okay. Cheers. Right, Just cheers. a pale ale, Aussie beer. Yeah, right. I um, I, I had a, I, I drank about four margaritas and a bourbon shot, and I had a shot of something else, tequila, I don't know, and then a beer. So, um, and now I'm, I drank uh, three, three big cups of water, and now I'm drinking Pirate. So, uh, you know, I had to drive home, and I had to sober up, and I had to, you know, um, I have to, I don't want to hang over tomorrow either. So. And all you need at 3 o'clock in the morning is to come home and talk some wrestling. (laughs) I was eating some peanuts, too. I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, because it's like 4 o'clock, 3 or (laughs) 4 o'clock here uh, as we're recording this in the morning. But it's like the best. It's the only time we've tried a couple times to record and uh, just didn't work out. So this, uh, I was like, hey, I'm going to be, I'll be coming home from the bar. And why not? Let's just, that'd be the perfect time. Yeah, and thank you for it. It, it, It's, I really do appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so getting straight into it, this week in wrestling, being a Louisville resident as you are, in the world of wrestling, a fellow Louisvillian has got into yeah. the news. Mr. Jim yeah. Cornette, I assume you've heard about the comments and the, oh, the yeah. joke that was told. <laughs> Big oh, news, yeah. especially around your, your part of the world. How do you feel? What do you think as a wrestling fan about the, the comments or joke? And what do you feel as somebody who, who has met Jim Cornette and knows him somewhat on a personal level? Well, so at first, I actually kind of blasted him a little bit. I'm on podcast when we recorded right after it happened and kind of said he shouldn't have said it, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then um, it was taken at first. It was like, you think he meant it as a racist comment? And I was like, well, yeah, but I didn't mean it like he raised. I just meant he knew what he was saying. But. You know the podcast um, after after that air or after we recorded it has um, and then aired. Uh, since then, I've heard Jim Cornette's comments. I've heard others talk, and I've got to thinking more about it. Um, honestly, it was just a bad joke. 
Uh, it's not a play. I mean, in 2019, it just doesn't work. I mean, it works in 1985. It works in maybe 1995. It may even work in 2005. It's very sketchy, but definitely in 2019, it's not. It does not work. So, uh, honestly, I think um, I, I, I just I don't I don't think he was was being racist by it. I think he was making a just a just a bad. He was just making a bad joke. Um, and, um, because of the, because of the ultra sensitive uh, world we live in today, you, um, you know, one bad joke can turn into a racist bigot comment, you know, and, 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 um, I, I don't think Jim credits that at all. Trust me, I know him. He's not, he's nowhere near racist at all. <laughs> uh, he's crazy, but nowhere near racist. I, I absolutely agree. That's, that's the way I see it as well. I don't think in any way it was meant as a racist comment. Why would it be? You know, it was two Caucasians wrestling. You know, he had no reason to have a jab at at African-American people or the the black um, race. So I don't see it as a racist comment at all. I seen it like you did as a bad joke, an outdated joke. The real thing that gave it that... um, racist connotation was the fried chicken comment i think you know because there's sort of that yeah but but the problem with that is that now you're reading into something that's not there now you're purposely trying to find something that's not racist and it's like come on man i'm a a white caucasian guy and i I like fried fried chicken (laughs) so i like fried chicken come on I, i live in the home of kentucky fried chicken kfc so I mean no I mean it's it's ridiculous so I um I just pulls up now if he like there's other things he could have said that could have been really really more racist when it comes to food I mean he literally I, I can I'm not even gonna say what it is but he could say other things that I could be like huh I can see why you would take that as that you know and he could have said any other food and it would have been taken that way he could have said bananas or whatever and it would have been it would have been taken that way or he, he could even said chicken itself and not said fried chicken and, and I totally I totally agree with that no one would have brought a big made a big deal about it um what I like what Jim Cornette's statement was on it he was like how did this not how did this wait until it aired and then Twitter blew up before it became a big deal because the producer, David Glonan, heard it. The other editor and producer heard it. All these different people heard it. Three or four different people went through their ears before it came on the air. They didn't think nothing about it. It passed them by. Why? Because it was just a bad joke. It wasn't anything crazy or racist. It was a bad joke. And I wonder, with NWA, their editing team, their producers, Dave Lagana is a man, I assume, 50-plus. Was there any younger you know, 20-year-olds that sort of um, would interpret that joke differently because, you know, this is something I'm sure Dave Lagan has heard years ago and it sort of just went over his head and other of the older generation, that joke, they would hear it and I'd just go over their head, they wouldn't think twice because it's a bad joke. Um, I wonder if there's anybody of a younger generation that they need to sort of um, use for quality control as well because Jim... Cornette needs to be a little bit smarter when he's doing a, a national show and it is national. It's multinational because it's on YouTube. Anybody can get it. He needs to be a bit smarter and he knows there's a certain fan base out to get him. So he needs to be smarter with what he says in 2019. Yeah. 
And I agree with that. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, you go back to when Hogan, he legit ra- made a what considered a racist comment. And I, w- I was defending Hogan back in the day. And the reason why is because I think Hogan didn't mean it as a racist comment towards that race. I think he meant it as a racist comment towards that one individual person. Because if I'm mad at somebody or de- or hate somebody, I wouldn't want to call them the most degrading thing I can if I'm really angry at that person. doesn't mean that I feel that way about everyone like them or, or in that group. It's just I would try what could make him, uh, what could get him, and you know, get grind his gears or what could really get him um, or her or whatever. So I think that's the way Hogan took it. Uh, or Hogan was, but in none of his defense team or none of Hogan came to the, to that defense. I was like that to me. That was the, that, that's immediately when I heard it. Why I thought that's what he does because I mean, knowing Hogan as long as he's been around and long of the people he's been associated with, I don't think he's racist at all. You know, so I just think it's it was just a, well, of course it was a bad bad judgment and bad thing to be said, but um, still it was like. It, it, uh, you know, it, that would have been his defense, but he never went that way. And, and, and I think at this point now it's, you know, all is forgiven. Maybe, I don't know. Um, you know, I've seen someone come out and say they forgive or whatever. Even some back in the day said that they, um, were fine with that, but his was definitely more to me really considered racism where, where, um, you know, Jim Cornette, you know, it was just people like trying to find something in, in a comment. And like I said, it's a bad joke. He probably should have even said it. He probably could have said something else and got the same point across. But, you know, teach his own, I guess. I mean, it, you know, it caused him to end up resigning. I don't think he would have got fired. I just think he would have had to apologize and do something that he didn't want to do. So he's like, forget it. I'm just done with this. See ya. I'm out of here. And, um, you know, there's still like two programs I think they've recorded with him on it. They're going to air. I've heard I've heard two different two different stories. I've heard one. They're going to air it and let it be for another. They're going to try to go in and re, redub it and replace him. Uh, if he's on the if he's in the camera, you can't replace him. Just let him be. Just let it be. So I was thinking. Know? Just let it be. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then and then replace him on the next show and let it go on. You know, and um, Cornette, I do just you know, want to say it. Yeah, go ahead. So I was just going to say, and before we move on from this topic, that the other thing I do want to say to everybody watching is I'm not of that race. I'm not a black person. I don't know how they those people feel if they're offended. Um, it's not my place to say whether you should be offended or not. If you're offended by the comment and you took it as racist, so be it. That's your prerogative. But I'm just thinking from my opinion on the situation I didn't think it was racist or offensive at all. Well, and Jim Cornette has also made comments about other stuff that I've been offended about and I've not been offended about. I mean, but that's the thing about Cornette. He's, you know, you, and I've been offended about many things people have said over because race or religion or whatever they've come about. And I may even still like that person, listen to that person or whatever. You got to remember that, you know, they're speaking their minds, speaking how they feel or speaking or maybe making a joke. And you gotta kind of you gotta kind of um, take that in consideration anytime you hear something. When I hear a comic, and a comic is on stage and he's performing an act and he's saying things that are very inappropriate and very racist, sometimes I may laugh, I may not, or whatever. I, I gotta remember this is a comic, this is a act, this is a whatever, you know. And um, 
I think that's what people you got to realize with wrestling too. With Jim Cornette, he is even though Jim Cornette is playing Jim Cornette, he's also playing Jim Cornette the character, not Jim Cornette the person. So there's, there, you know, you've got to remember that when you hear him say stuff, even on his podcast. As much as people want to believe that what he says on his podcast it's 100% Jim Cornette, he's still playing a character to an extent. Uh, you've got to, um, you've got to take that into consideration and believe and know that that's going on. And I think if you ask the audience to do that, it works the other way as well. Jim Cornette has to realize that he, even though he's playing a character, he is putting his name to these comments, and people are going to twist and turn them to yeah. suit what they say. In the but movie Django Unchained, there were so many, so many racist things done in that whole movie from from so many actors. No one threw it. No one made a big deal those actors playing those roles and saying, I can't believe they said those comments and made those work. No, it's a, it was a character. It was a movie. It was done. Uh, and you, and, and you took it as, Oh, that was so-and-so playing this character. Well, again, that's the same concept with Jim Cornette when he's on that, when he's doing that commentary. Yes, we want to present it as real. I totally get that. Cause I, I'm in the business. I understand. But at the same time, we got to remember this is entertainment and this is a character. So, that's another part that I think people forget forgot about all of this. Whether it's they want to take it as racism or not, it's still a character, you know. Absolutely. Well, N- NWA Power itself, the show. Do you watch it? Do you keep up? Have you followed it um, at all? Not really. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a little. I think I'm I'm a couple episodes behind. Um, I did happen to watch. I actually skipped a few because. They aired a live Facebook. Uh, well, it wasn't really live Facebook. They went. They went. Their, they put their show on their Facebook stream about a week ago, and it just popped up. And I just cast it to my TV. It was like, oh, I'll just watch it. And it was the. Um, it was basically when, um, um, what's his name, uh, Coke Cabana won the title. So I, I, I skipped a couple to see that, but I watched the show. I was like, okay, great. You know, so I kind of like. I'm I'm there. I just I'm not um, you know kind of like an impact being on access now is that I've, I'm kind of I'm 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 watching enough to kind of keep up with what's going on, but I'm not like it's not must see TV yet for me, and um, and I say that because <laughs> I I have a possible future and doing I've done things with impact and a possible future doing things with NWA, so it's like I don't want to you know uh, stir things up or whatever like oh you don't watch your product, but I mean. Probably the guys even that wrestle on the program don't watch the product. It's just that's the way it happens. So you're, you're a busy guy too. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I've, I've really I find M- NWA Power great. It's short. It's 45 minutes to 50 minutes, you know, and it's easy to watch. Some stuff I don't like. I think some stuff's a little bit corny in it. But um, someone that I've fallen in love with and the crowd seemed to have gotten behind him is this question mark. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. That, well, I've I've seen of it or whatever yeah i mean i haven't really you know dove into it as much it's kind of like that whole it's kind of like the nwa's version of orange cassidy i guess it's like they're whoever they're, they're they love and want to get behind in the crowd so so to speak but it's it's wrestling comedy but i think it's good wrestling comedy you know everything makes sense in it it's funny it's and uh crowd just gravitated to him and i think it's great anyway but and Nick Aldis as well of Rhodey, he's an awesome champion. I think he could be oh, an yeah. any top promotion in the world. He's absolutely fantastic. And uh, oh no doubt, my very top of my list on that show is Camille. I think she's a star. 
Yeah, she, she's, she for yeah. sure is. Yeah, I mean, she um, I mean, she could definitely, you know, be in any of the top promotions. And right now she's in the NWA. And I think, uh, you know, she's definitely has that look, has that um, um, just that charisma, that ability to be, yeah, like you said, a star for sure. Yeah, I don't think she needs to rush anywhere. She can stay there and learn on the job for a year or so. Do you, how much wrestling other than that do you watch? Do you watch on Wednesday nights? Do you have a, a favorite in the the Wednesday night war? What what's your go to? Um, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm you know doing a podcast. I have to keep up with everything that's going on. So of course I keep up with with the OVW product 100. Um, I keep up with Raw and SmackDown and and uh, yeah, I've I've kept up with the Wednesday night wars and um, you know if you ask me straight up. How do you think of AEW? I'm going to say AEW is a phenomenal program, phenomenal industry. is doing great. I was great for the business. I love their program. I love their stories, blah, blah, blah. But then when you come to me, like you just asked me and said, who's your favorite in the Wednesday Night War? Huh. Well, now I'm taking back because NXT by far is the better product, uh, in my opinion, because the storytelling, it, you, you see characters, you see things going on. Now, has NXT, if you're comparing the two together, had had great moments? Absolutely. There's been there's been must-see TV on AEW that has been uh, great to watch and see. But as an overall tire show, two-hour and five-minute show, NXT by, surpasses AEW's five-minute, ten-minute moments on their on their show. So, um, so right now my my needle leaves towards NXT. Um, and, but like I said, I don't, but I don't like to really compare AEW to NXT because that's what we're we're doing. AEW to me is just a separate program and it's doing really well, and I like what I see from it. Um, I just, I, I think it's okay to be a fan of everything, to be a fan of both, to be a fan of NXT, to want that to succeed, to want AEW to succeed, to want be a fan of Raw and SmackDown, whatever. It's okay to be a fan of all of it. You don't have to pick one or the other and say this is better and this is. It, just enjoy it. You're be a wrestling fan and enjoy it. You know, that's just my my opinion and my take on it. Absolutely. I uh it's 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 a lot harder for us in Australia because we don't get it. We don't get it live on TV. We don't get Dynamite or NXT live. If we want Dynamite, we have to sign up to the Fight app. It's 5 bucks a month. It's it's cheap, you know, it's not expensive. Yeah, right. Um or we need the WWE network to watch NXT the following day so we can't even watch it live anywhere but we get it the next day on the network so uh, I gave the AEW my five bucks for the first month and I watched all the shows and it was I loved it It it's great it was new it was fresh some stuff I really like some stuff you know I could have done without but overall positive positivity but um there's just so much on and I'm busy as well, you know, full-time job oh, yeah. and stuff, and I don't really get to come home and spend four hours on a Thursday here because it's a day after to watch four hours of wrestling. So I've, I've cancelled it, but I pick and choose. I can follow stuff on YouTube, and I definitely keep up to date with both. And um, watched an awesome pay-per-view or main event takeover today. Did you catch any of that? I know you've been out, so... No, I, I had a. I at the same time takeover was going on. I was I was refereeing a wrestling show and then went straight to the you know 
uh, party with a uh, birthday party with friends and at a bar, karaoke bar. So I uh, literally, I came from that, came here and started doing the show. So I have not watched takeover at all. Um, I, I've heard, you know, Twitter was a buzz on it when I was checking some things, but I tried to stay away from sport. I mean, if you want to go over some stuff, no, no, bother me. Uh, no, we'll skip it. We'll me. skip it. I'm more interested in what's your karaoke song. Oh, um, well, my karaoke go-to that I usually always sing with my buddy is um, "Sister Hazel, All for You." So I don't know if you know that song or not. Don't know that one. Can you give me uh, some a couple of bars or a, oh, a verse? <laughs> uh, you know, it's hard to say what it is I see in you. Wonder if I'll always be with you. All right, that's it. So that's all, right, all I'm sure it sounds good when the sounds good when the professionals do it. I'm sure. Yeah, um, one hundred percent it does, and then and then it sounds better with music in the background, and uh, and I'm not half asleep either as well. So, but uh, but yes, um, that song and uh, sometimes um, Aerosmith is my favorite band, so I usually always do an Aerosmith song. I didn't do one tonight though. I did a Poison song called "Nothing But a Good Time." So I don't know if you're familiar with the band Poison or not. So I've heard Poison. I like 80s metal, heavy metal, or 80s hair metal usually. Uh, I like a lot of that. So, Awesome. All right, next topic in, in the news this week, the return to WWE TV of CM Punk. Did you catch the interview and some of the 100%. segments he was in? Oh, yeah, I caught it all. I'm a, I love CM Punk. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, it's been really interesting. I, you know, I think, um, you know, what I talked about on ringside this week, I, I, I think that this is 100% a open door or a, or a bridge to get him back in WWE's other, you know, in the ring. So to you know, um, I, you know, this is, you've always seen these kind of connections when it's not, he's yeah, yes, he's not a WWE employee. He's a Fox employee. But anytime you've had these connections with 2K, it's usually a lot when you see 2K. You see Goldberg. You saw Kurt Angle. You saw Rey Mysterio. You saw all these guys. Sting made these deals with 2K. And then what happens? Boom. It turns right into a deal with WWE to work some kind of angle story leading up to WrestleMania. So it just does not – it would not surprise me if that doesn't happen leading up from Royal Rumble all the way to WrestleMania with CM Punk. I think they missed it or a year behind because it would have been perfect to put him in a match with Shane McMahon of who the best in the world really is. But it's okay. You could punk in the ring with anybody. It's going to be um, money. you know. And I'm going to be at WrestleMania this year, uh, which is my third in a row. And so I just, I'm just i hoping I get to see him wrestle live. You know? and, um, you know, it'll be amazing. I think from his comments on the show, you know, obviously I don't know anything. I'm a fan. I'm a mark watching it. But um, I think I feel as if everything he said on the show, he was being very honest, saying that he hadn't spoke to anybody yet in WWE and that it was going to be, what way did he phrase it? There's going to be a lot of hurdles to overcome before anything like that happens. And he's not actively and pursuing getting back in the ring. But um, I'm like, I hope he does. I actually left wrestling, watching wrestling, I'm guessing from about 05 to about 09, 010. And that was the rise of CM Punk that really brought me back into it. And um, I'm a massive fan. And I hope, I hope he, he do, we do see him back in the ring. 
is there any any chance we see him tomorrow night in Chicago? Or is it too no. soon? No, I, I think um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to hear the chance, obviously, but um, that's not going to. You already started on SmackDown. Uh, but I don't know if it happened on NXT tonight or not, and if it did, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't surprise me, but um, you'll definitely hear it at Survivor Series, and you'll hear it um, at Raw, just because it's just the way it, the way the fans are, and they're plus they're in Chicago. And um, but I, I do, um, I don't think I think it's Tuesday. I mean, he could, he could, and it it, it could surprise me. I don't know when you're going to air this, but this air afterward, probably afterwards, and this could be a. Hey, this is uh, you know, this is look, CM Punk did show up, and that's great, you know. But I, I think it's too soon. Yeah, as you were saying, he as, as his interview talked about hurdles got to be addressed and all that. Uh, there's one, and that's true, it does, and and they need to have a meeting and all that. But there's one thing you know, right here, I'm holding up a wallet, a wallet, and a wallet speaks big deal because a wallet lets you put money in it, lets you put cash in it, and this thing right here. In America, we call this cash, and in cash, money talks. So it all it need all you need to do with, with CM Punk is to sit down, yes, have a conversation, and then say, "This is how much you're going to get paid to come into WWE and work again." And he's a businessman, and I know for a fact that it's it's going to take the you know everyone has a price, as Million Dollar Man said, and um, and. Once that hurdle be broken easily when they when they write that check, and I don't mean that in a bad way. That's a very good thing. I'm just saying like that is going to help break get this hurdle going and all that when they when they say this is how much he's worth. You're going to see the ratings doubled. The ratings doubled on WWE backstage from them from CM Punk showing up and then officially announcing he was going to be there and then them advertising it literally over over it doubled the amount of people watching compared to uh before so that's huge you know um yes it's not you look at the numbers it's not that big i get that but it was a double of the numbers so he he brings forth he brings buzz he brings curiosity and um he brings money you know so pay him get it done and with Penn, and I think you're dead, right? Everything you're saying is right. But do you think there's a part of it, possibly, that creative is going to p- play a part in it too? For instance, if Vince comes in and says, $5 million for a run to WrestleMania, I want you to fight Triple H, and I want you to lose. Would he do it? I want you to fight Shane McMahon, but I want you to lose. Do you think he would be happy with doing something like that? I don't think... Um... I think Vince is smart enough to know he can't lose coming back. Um, and I think you know we all some the fans, at least the internet fans, give you know they they want to slam Vince and think Vince don't know what he's doing. Vince still knows what he's doing. Um, does he over? Does he kind of get in his mind that he wants to do this this over something else? Yeah, I mean he's all he's been that way since forever. He was doing that in the Attitude Era too. It just we we forget because so, there was so much good stuff going on, but I think uh, I think Vince is smart enough to realize I can't have him lose to Triple H or lose to Shane or lose to Undertaker or lose to whoever. Uh, actually, Undertaker is probably the only person that can beat him and get away with it. But um, 
I can't have this guy lose to anybody. Um, I think the match, you know, that Seth Rollins wants to fight him. I, I think the match is, like I said, they missed it with Shane McMahon. So I think this year, I think the match is Daniel Bryan. I just think that that's, you know, with this going on, that's who you need to kind of put him with and kind of, you know, because the whole reason, because think about it, the story's there. When Punk left in 14, who took that spotlight and rose up and went to WrestleMania and took that took that spot that he wanted? Actually, he wanted Daniel to have it, but who won it? It was it was Daniel Bryan who had that who had that whole run, and Punk can be like, you wouldn't have had that run if it weren't for me, pal. You know, and and it just it just it's good storytelling, and both of them would kill it. In there. I mean, they've done it before many years, but uh, it would just be one of the. It probably would be the match of the year at WrestleMania. I mean, uh, no doubt. Um, two of the most greatest talents ever. I mean, of course, you need Punk needs to get in the ring and and get some ring rust off of him. Which who's who's to say he's not doing that right now? You know, that's that's the thing. We don't know what. Punk is very, very big on kayfabe. He keeps everything as private as possible. He's just as good as Jericho, if not better. So you don't know what what he's doing out there, what, what he could be doing back at his home and his, you know, down in his down in his basement. He could be running, doing two hours of ring training every day. You just don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's still doing some MMA training on the side, not to get in the octagon again or anything, but just to stay fit. So I'm sure he's. He's definitely um He's definitely in shape because you can yeah. tell. He's in shape because he's 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 got that look of slim. You know, you, if he was really living the life, he would be a chubby little he would be a chubby kid from Chicago and he's not that. So, you know, he's got a hot wife. She probably keeps him, you know, active too. Um so I mean, you know, and it's it's uh it, it, he's definitely doing some kind of a workout. And he's vegan too, so I think that helps cuz uh, he he turned vegan a while back. Um, I think towards the end of his WV career is when he said he turned vegan. I don't know if he came out of it, but that's last I heard he was still vegan. Do we see AJ back in the ring? Edge? Ooh. No, um, AJ. AJ oh, Lee. Oh, AJ Lee. Okay. Sorry, accent. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. It's all good. Um, AJ Lee. Uh, I think if they bring in Punk, they're going to try to bring in her. Um, rumor has it they reached out to her twice already in the last year to come in, and she's turned them down. So I think they're, they're interested in her. Um, so the problem is, though, you can't bring her in unless you bring CM Punk because what's going to happen as soon as she gets out there and has her matches, they're going to start chanting CM Punk, and that's not fair to her. So you've got to bring them both in. Not not both in as in like a, a you know – a stable or anything. You just got to bring them both back together. So that way they're not chaining CM Punk when she's wrestling and vice versa or whatever. So, uh, or, or, yeah. or you could bring Punk back and then ease her in as well. And they're not going to, they're not going to, um, you know, be chanting Punk at her if he's already there sort of thing. Right. But Punk comes in first and then yeah. later you bring in AJ Lee, but it, you're dead. You right. Bring if you're a, to bring, you can't bring in AJ Lee without Punk. You know, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. On SmackDown this week, they've unveiled a new Intercontinental title belt. You've seen it? I have, yep. What, what do you think? What do you think of moving from the the old... Um, the old new look? 
<laughs> the old new lock. Yeah, it doesn't have a name, does it? The icy ball. It's not the, the white. The white no, title. The, the white. The white one. The old school style one. Do you like the fact they've changed it up? And what do you think of the new design? I've got to think about it a little more. Um, I love my the only replica other than the WWE Championship. The only replica belt that I have, uh, like real replica. Like I have the the. I think Toys R Us before they went out of business sold a W sold a uh, WWE ver- uh, belt that I have, and they actually sold a women's one that my daughter has. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of blade but plastic. It's a little. I mean, it's a it's nice belt. It's like a it's like a ninety dollar belt, but it was uh um you know it, it's it's not the replica the rural replica. The only rural replica I have is the white Intercontinental title. Uh, I love that title. I love the Intercontinental title. I love the fact that it's white. Um, it reminds me the new title. It reminds me when they changed it back in from the brown. Um, well, it wasn't really brown. I guess it was black. But from the from when The Rock took it and got it changed to the oval title back in 1998, I believe it was. Seven or eight. I think it was eight. Um, it reminds me when the title was changed then and I didn't like it and it became the Intercontinental title, but it kind of has that similar look to it to me. Now, granted, it's completely different, but it just has that like, it has that feeling that I felt like, uh, okay. Like it just, like, I I like that title look so much. This new one, it's going to take me a little bit to get used to. It's a beautiful title. I'm not saying it's not ugly or nothing like that. It's beautiful. It's just like, it's just different. And I gotta get used to the differentness of it. That that's the only negative thing I have. It's just different. And uh, I love the white so well that I just this just kind of it kind of hurts me a little bit, you know. Um, but it's not ugly. It's you know, and I gotta I gotta accept that what it is. They're not gonna all of a sudden change their mind and go back to the white in one day. It's gonna be that one for quite some time. Yeah. Well. I think with the with the new title, like you said, it's a lovely title. I'm glad it's on a black strap. I'm glad they didn't pick, uh, you know, another gimmicky color like purple or green, like they done for the cruiserweights and the 24. They seem everything seems to have to have a different color, you know, for marketing or whatever. So I'm glad it's it's gold. I would have been okay strap. if they kept it white, though. I would have been okay if they kept it white because it would have made sense. Yeah. The reason, I, just in my brain, I think they might have avoided the white because all of the women's titles are white. So they maybe wanted to make that differential. No, I, I, there. I agree with that. They could have been, also made it yellow like the back in the day when it was yellow. Again, that, that'd be too gimmicky for me, you know? I, I uh, like I get, no, I get that, it. It, that it's on the black strap. I also like that they've changed it. That original design, um, that Shawn Michaels belt on the white strap with the old design, that's the Intercontinental belt that I know and love. That's the one that's from my childhood, you know, with the Bretts and the Perfects and the Razors and all those guys holding it. It's not treated like that anymore, the Intercontinental title. So I think to differentiate the old generation and that old belt, I like that the new generation has the new belt. I would have liked just to kept the oval right up to now. And now we're moving into a new era, do loads of shows, plastered all over TV. I'm glad they've gone for a new look. And I like I like the new title. I like the look of it. I like I like the belt and the idea of changing. And I hope they change the U.S. title, too. I'm sort of sick of that design as well. 
So I'm looking up. Um, I'm curious. Um, Intercontinental Championship uh, designs over the years. Um, I'm curious to see how many times. So it went from the oval. It went from the oval back to the. To it the was white. black. It was black, and then it got changed to white, right? Because I think they went black, and then did they change it to white when Cody had it or something like that? I think Around Cody brought it brought it the back Miz. originally. Yeah, Cody brought it back as white, right? I think he did. I think he did, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but before but I mean, it was I, oval, it was the same belt, but it was black. Yeah. I mean, I and I, didn't, I liked the oval one didn't bother. Like I said, again, like it, it just it took me a little bit to. I was like, oh, okay. But then I ended up loving the oval, and that was it. So the Intercontinental title to me, though, is like my, one of my – it's my favorite title. Um, that's why I have the replica of that one. That's, of course, I have the white one because I, it's just my favorite look. But, um, you know, if like if I was going to hold any – but if you, if you put me in the WWE, and as, not as a referee, as a wrestler, and you're like, you're going to hold a title um, – I, would, would you get to choose? I would not choose the WWE Championship. I would not choose the Universal title. God, no. But I would choose the Intercontinental title, one, hands down, 100%. Because pretty much everybody has held it. held it. The legacy of what it is, to me, is important than it is the, the WWE Championship. You've, you've answered my next question. <laughs> Which is your favorite um, title? I was more asking about the look of the title, but I think, oh, the I look think, of the title is the yeah. big gold belt. The big gold oh, belt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The big gold belt is beautiful. That that Rick, that's Ric Flair's belt. That just that's just amazing. Like that look, you can't it 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 it, it says championship on it just by looking at it. It 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 just yeah. The big gold belt is just beautiful. Um, I mean. Uh, I can't think of it. I mean, there's other titles that look great and, you know, all that stuff. And um, I just, although if, when it comes to WWE Championship belts, I do like the one hanging up behind you, the old Wing Eagle uh, belt. I do love that one. But oh, the big gold belt, though, is just, and I like, the, and, I'm a, and when I think of big gold belt, I think of the, I think of WCW. I don't think of, you know the the world heavyweight championship. I don't. Th- I mean, although I do think of it in my head a little bit because they have that same design because they changed it up a little, just a little bit. But um, just a huge because the WCW was bigger than they WWE. They made it a little smaller because they wanted to match their belt. But in WCW, it was huge. It was much bigger. Just look at Goldberg with it with it on, and compared to you know when he wore, you know. A champ- the Universal Championship and how the size difference was on it. It's just as the belt was just amazingly huge, and um, it needed to be. It needed to show that I am this person is the champion. So yeah, that's 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 probably my favorite design of all time. Gotta agree with that. That that's up there on my list. But um, when I was thinking about this, I really like um on the plates of the belt, on the gold of the belt. I like a bit of color as well. So you know the way I like the blue in the in the world, you know the right. map of the globe. I like the bit of blue. I really love flags. You know, like the old European title where they yeah, have yeah. flags on it and that bit of right. color. The boxing belts, you know, like the WBC. It's got all the flags and the colors. The new UFC belt is like that as well. So when I was going over it at the minute, this 
day in wrestling, I think I would just lean slightly towards the NWA championship. I really like that with the with the um the old school one, you know? Yeah. It's it's been that belt for 50, 60 years, hasn't it? Has the design but, ever changed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, yeah, for sure. About about that long. And by the way, the the white Intercontinental title has the blue, the gold is blue in the middle. It's good. So you yeah, blue gold and it's got the of course the red slash of the logo, WWE logo, but yeah, it's um so it's got color to it, black, black gold and blue and red. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Color is great. Um, even the even the big gold belt though had some red jewels and that around the you. crown and yeah, I mean it was it it it, it made it pop. Uh, which by the way, not to plug them because I don't know. I mean they're not a sponsor of my podcast or your podcast, but Fandu belts. Uh, you can get uh, versions of that belt and the world tag the old tag team title belts too. Pretty cheap. They have like a special right now. I'm actually getting ready to buy. I'm thinking about buying. One that's why we're talking about it. Like a why and like I was literally like they give you different colors. Like it's not just gold. They can put silver and it's just it's just, it's just beautiful what they could do with that. So shout out to them if you're interested in buying one. See it's good stuff. and they they like custom make them too. So they're really good. It's really cool. It's awesome. No worries. Okay, finally last topic I want to talk to about tonight is Survivor Series tomorrow. What are you looking yeah. forward to? What do you want to see? We, we don't not going through every match or anything, but your top three matches on the card. What, what, what are you looking forward to? I want to see the women. I want to see Becky. Um, I don't really care for the, the, being a triple thread, but I, I really want to see Becky and Shayna Baszler. But I think Bailey's been holding her own in that whole little gimmick mix or whatever with her, what she's doing. So that might she might surprise me. But uh, definitely, um, you know, um, these i'm i'm not i'm not really a fan of the um of the of the brands the all the brands as much as much as some it's like some matches i am the overall concept of it i'm not um but it's been that way for the last what two or three survivor series so i kind of kind of got used to it uh trying to think of i guess the um um the U.S. the you know Intercontinental U.S. title and North American title match would be good, or they're not the titles are not for not for up for grabs or anything. But AJ uh, Shinsuke and Roderick Strong that'll be that'll be good. Um, looking forward to that one. Um, I think, um, but the Seth Rollins and um, is it is it Seth Rollins? Wait a minute, hang on. Yeah, it's. It's Seth, Seth Rollins, is, Adam Cole, and they're all like a team, right? Seth is in the – he's the captain of Team Raw in the five-on-five five That's right. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. They're not, do, they're not doing the champions. They're not doing Seth and Bray. Or no, or they're not doing Brock, Bray, and Adam Cole. Yeah, because Brock is taking on Bray, which I'm actually exactly. – I'm actually – Looking forward to that match. Okay, that's going to be a great uh, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Because so so it's a, it's it's, but how? What I'm curious is it, it's it, there's a there's an NXT team, a Raw team, and a SmackDown team, right? So who's yeah. the fourth team going to be? There, there usually is. there was so there's going to be a three way Survivor Series match. This this is going to be weird. 
Um, it's going to be very weird. It's the first time there's ever been, you know, three teams competing with it within Survivor Series. So um, they're going to have 15 men in the ring at one stage. And we don't even know if they're going to start three in the ring or if it's only two. And can you tag anyone? We, we don't know yet. And NXT, Team NXT hasn't even been announced yet. It's going to be announced on the pre-show by Shawn Michaels tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I actually have been um, literally like in the process of um, I have been on Ticketmaster uh, all the last couple of days when they release more tickets. And I'm, I almost bought a ticket to Survivor Series and, and, and went. So I haven't done it yet. So it, I still could do it. I still could decide to do it and just take a drive to Chicago because it's not that far from here. It's like five hours. Do it now when you're drunk. Perfect time to do make decisions. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not, dr- I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk now. I'm just. I'm did just, you uh, Did you hear me on my last show with Harry? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was pretty. I was pretty drunk by the end of that one. That was a great show. Uh, <laughs> You exposed the uh, the one and only uh, Bobby Scott, uh, Six Killer. Robert Six Killer, yeah. yeah. Fucking asshole, yeah. that. James Shand, one of James Kenny's. Shand, yeah. One James. of his friends on his friend list. I've got a new uh, expose to do maybe next week. I might drop it next week. But I know who um, Jean Pierre Rougeau is. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, got it. I figured it out. So, Interesting. I'll, I'll tell you off air, but. I actually recorded the show earlier, and I've got it to go up. Up, it's in the can, maybe for next week or something like that. You know, let's let's kind of segue real quick, if you don't mind. Let, yeah. You know, it's crazy, like, because I heard you talk about this on the last show. Like, you were, um, you know, it, it's amazing when I was when I was co-hosting for Kenny. You used to uh, give me a little bit of shit sometimes, and you would, you know, you would say you didn't like me or whatever, and. I just would, and I and I and I was going well. I don't know what I've ever done to him, but whatever. Okay, it's fine. But I was like, he's either playing around the game or he was legit. But I think you, you mean we and you talked a while back, and you were like, no, this is the way I really felt. I felt like you were not being real, and I wasn't because I had to play this character or whatever. So like I would just <clears throat> say whatever or do you know do these little things. So. It's funny that you caught on to that. Like, so, like, this guy's not, he's just being a, he's being a fake or phony, which it was like, I would try to be myself as much as possible, but I had to do it like in this whole weird character thing. But no, I it just, I laugh when you, when you said how, you know, then we began, end up becoming good friends, or, um, talk a lot, at least once or twice a week throughout, uh, through Facebook and stuff about different things. And we don't even really talk about Kenny, just general chit chat usually. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's just kind of weird how, you know, these people that, that trolls Kenny, but yet like the, all these, these group of fans that, uh, Kenny has. And yet, you know, what I think it's funny about it is that he, most of them, a lot of those fans are fake friends, but he thinks they're real people, but yet it's just, it's such weird that he doesn't realize that he's being, trolled or catfish or whatever you want to call it and um it's just it it blows my mind and then when you tell him he gets he just blocks them and then they just create another account and they accept them and go on and, oh i got more friends you know kenny they're the same 10 people you know just <laughs> uh, 
I, you know, those guys that I talked to, I mean, they're probably going to watch this show, I'm sure. I mean, like, you know, the John Pierre and the, the Carlos, I forget his name, uh, the Carlos guy. Um, he's going to, him, Bobby Six Killer, Robert Six Killer. Uh, you know, they're, they're friendly with me, so I'm going to be friendly back. And there's other ones that have, uh, I became Facebook Facebook friends with like the one, the one dude, uh, uh Boston. Uh, he's from Bo- he's originally from Boston. The Spencer Green. Uh, oh, he's yeah. been a guy. He's been a guy that I've chatted with throughout the last couple years or so, and he seems to be friendly. Um, but and, you know, and uh, he could be just giving info to feed to Kenny. I don't know. You know, he could be trolling Kenny and being a fake to Kenny too, and. We don't even, he hasn't, you know, he just hasn't exposed it to anybody else. I don't know. It's just, it's just funny how Kenny will become so close to these people. But then it got me thinking that people like me and Cornette and all these people that he's been close with all these years and had close friendships, he's, he's completely like done everything into a work shoot. He'll work himself in the shoot and hate that person and want to not talk to them. And he's got to reach out to people that on, on, it's kind of a sad thing, really. He's got to reach out to people on Facebook that he's never met, don't know, and become best friends with, you know, and that um, so he can, uh, you know, have some sort of a love, I guess, or feel love from people or the people from the Philippines that he pays to be his girlfriend. You know, too. And he thinks he's got a daughter in the Philippines. Yeah, it's his daughter. Uh, you know, I didn't mean to talk about this guy. I'm sorry, by the way. Uh, uh, but um but his daughter and uh, yeah, it's just last I heard he's he was not he's he postponed his moving date, uh, which obviously Again. he would have you know he was supposed to be there in October and then we're now in November so sure you know clearly you you postponed it, um, you know it, it's just uh, it, it's sad and I, and I I love the guy I still love him you know I still wish the best for him I just uh, maybe one day he'll. He'll figure it out, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he doesn't realize he's being scammed into giving all his money away to people, and then and then what's crazy about it is, you know, and it's still to this day, Jenny has no idea that he's got three other girlfriends or four other or whoever, you know. And it's just, well, I mean, she don't care as long as he gives him money. She, you know, she he can have his he can have ten of them. But uh, but it's taking away money from her. He could instead of sending her no money, he could be sending her more money. So maybe she should care. Yeah, yeah, as thing. long as as long as those dogs in Turkey get fed, I suppose he's happy. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's crazy. You know what's what's funny is that um, that Maya. You know, like she uh, she literally like uh, would flirt so much and would try to like you know, basically just get with me. But, uh, it, it, in this stuff, it's, it's crazy that she, she was mad. Did you, did you watch the episode that, that I deleted the final episode of when I was a host? I was, okay. I was watching it live. Yeah. So her reason for her being mad and saying I betrayed her was the fact that she told me to, to block Harry Barnett our good friend, Harry Barnett, because they didn't like him. They had this whole, what we all know is fake news or whatever with him and said to block him. And I was like, I, I, Harry's been super nice to me. I talk to him all the time. I have no reason 
to block the guy. I was like, sure, okay, I'll take care of it. That's what I told them. Well, a month later, they found they found out I didn't block him because they go and look at who's following and who's this. I don't know. It's just it's they were really that concerned about it or really that 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 petty about it. So they go and they uh, then they tell me you didn't block him and I had this long conversation about. I was like, look. So then I look. This is straight shoot. It's hilarious. I reached out to Harry. I was like, hey Harry. Bro, look, I got to block you. I'm gonna block you on everything but Snapchat. I'm gonna block you on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna unfriend you on <coughs> on Facebook. I wasn't gonna block him. I'm gonna officially block you on Twitter. I didn't even block him on Instagram. And I said I'm gonna then I'm gonna un then I'm gonna but but you know Snapchat is what it is. Just so that way they know if they look they see that it's blocked. Whatever. Just this is a temporary thing. We know we talk every day. It's whatever. I'm, he, he understood. He goes, I get it. I'm still the co-host until I leave. Whatever. So we chat all the time on 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 Snapchat. So, but her reason I betrayed her was that I wouldn't block him. But then the reason she said because I wouldn't block him, he still had access to her life. That was the reason why, and it, it, it would hurt her or whatever. We never once talked about her or Kenny or any, like we talked about other stuff. Like it's just. How would he have access if they're if they're all blocked? If I post anything about me, my daughter, my family, whatever, how is that access to their life? It's not at all. So that blew that that just drew me. That was like drew me, uh, drove me crazy. Thinking, why in the world would that? It was it was so petty and so stupid. Um, so uh, that but that was her reason why she, uh, you know. She's basically said I betrayed her and that I'd hurt her and I whatever she all the claims that she did. Now they claim I did other stuff and I'm like, ah, right, whatever. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, but then that was on that last show. That was the beef Maya had with you, and um, I think even on that last show, you explained that you know you were busy and you have other commitments and you can't commit to a show every week, so you're stepping down. And Kenny was, yes, I thank you. And all at the start of the show, as soon as things yeah. kicked off and you fell out at the end very explosively um, and then the show was deleted and there was a big falling out there, suddenly, you know, there was other accusations. I don't know if you want me to say what, what they're starting to say now, you know, but apparently. I've heard, I, mean, I don't really know what they've, I've, I've only heard, uh, one. I heard one thing that I, um, Oh gosh, what was it now? The supposedly, by the way, I'm supposed to be. I got arrested and was going to go to jail, and I'm I'm pending going to jail or something because of this. I apparently, was stalking her or something or something to do with Maya. You stayed got, you stayed in their house one night and took photos of her in bed sleeping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something. Right. <laughs> First suddenly, of all, suddenly that came out. I have my own still, house. You were still you were still his host at the time. Yeah. So why did he keep you on as host? If you're taking pictures of Maya in bed, it's fucking stupid, ridiculous. It's just to, it's just to disparage you and and make slander about you since you were well, gone. Number one, I have my own house. I would never ever stay the night. So the only place I stay the night other than here is my girlfriend's when in in my city. If I'm out of town, it's a different story. But look, this is I mean, hello, this is I have my own house, and I and I pay for my own house. I have bought my own house. I don't rent. I don't mulch off other people to, to, for my own house. Like, this is my house. I work for a living. 
I, you know, I'm, this is my house. I, I purchased this with me and well, it was me and my ex-wife, and I bought her out of it when she, when she, when we divorced. So like, this is my house. Like I own it. You know, like it's just it cracks me up. Why in the world would I stay the night over their house? And then, and then like yeah, and I took all. They have proof. I took these pictures. First of all, who would want pictures? Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was that's that's kind of. I shouldn't go there. I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't go there. But but anyways, uh, would anybody want those pictures? Because I don't I don't know. Why would it be worth taking pictures of that? But uh, yeah, I heard that story and I was just like, I laughed and was like, oh whatever. And, I, and then I heard that I was that's what and after that it was because I've been arrested already and I'm pending a jail sentence and all this stuff. I'm like, oh that's nice. Well. Uh, uh, if one, anybody wants to legally check my record in the state of Kentucky, they'll realize I only have one one dry, uh, speeding ticket, and that's it. So, good luck with that. <laughs> I, th- I think he, I think he actually claimed that I had been arrested in Australia and that Harry had been arrested in England yeah. too. So he must have an international branch of law enforcement that answered to Kenny Boland, but. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's that's the thing about Kenny. Everything is whatever he believes in his mind. It becomes a one hundred percent shoot. So I, you could I probably ask Kenny straight up, and he probably really believes that we've all been arrested uh, because he put you it in his mind. Up, it's like that. You could have him on a lie detector, and because he actually believes it, it probably passed. That's probably true because a lie detector only it is is just it just shows if you can. Um, you know, if you get nervous with the question or anything, it's not really, it really doesn't want, it's just, it's just 90% of the time you would, but you can train yourself to not, but Kenny, right. He believes himself so much, everything he, all of his life so much that he would pass a lot of his exercise. 100% he would and he'd be like, see, I told you. It's like, oh, Kenny, well, you know, poor guy. But uh, but I but honestly though, twenty years I've known the guy, so I do as much as it. I'm soft I'm just, spot for him. I'm just not I'm just not one of those people that I don't have uh, hatred towards people. I don't I don't. You could I mean you know unless you do something physically or try to hurt my daughter, that'd be the only time I probably would want to have you dead. But other than that, I mean like everything. I mean you could say what you want, do whatever. I just blow it off, and I still wish you the best and go on. If I see Kitty today, if I ran into him at a you know. Uh, at a Kroger, he's trying, you know, trying to rip off the meats there or something. No, nah, if I ran into him at a at a um, at a Golden store, Corral. go Corral, wherever. If I, if I ran into him, I would I would be friendly, say hi to him, and talk to him for a minute. I wouldn't, you know, and he probably, honestly, he probably would talk to me because it's not on the show or whatever, and we probably would have a conversation, and, and that was it, and we go on. So even if he sent me a message and said, I'm sorry, well, we, I guess we're blocked, so I don't know, but even if I got some kind of a message from him and he was trying to call, type a conversation with me, I would talk to him. I just, that would I ever do a show again or whatever, be like that, no, that's all done. But I would I would definitely talk to him again. I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, I've known him for 20 years. You don't just throw away 20 years of friendship like that. It's just, uh, I don't, but I, honestly, I don't care. I don't miss him. It's so crazy. I don't miss that whole thing. I don't miss that whole gimmick or, or keeping up with all of his uh, stuff anymore. So th- I'm glad that's gone. Uh, but, um, you know, but it, it is what it is. It's, it's uh, I just, I guess say a prayer for him and go on. Well, that's great, Dan. We're getting very close to the hour mark now. So I just want to thank you very much for joining me. To hear, I know it's it's late in Louisville time. You 
got your head down and got some sleep and a busy day for you. Tell everybody about your podcast, about some shows coming up that you might be refereeing in. And um, yeah, but throw your plugs out. Yeah, so uh, you can see it here, but I'll just put it up here again. Ringside Podcast, go to ringsidepodcast.com to listen. We're on all on the podcast avenues, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. We're also on the Barnburner Network and the Hall About Sports Network, but Barnburner is all over Canada. Uh, really all over the world because it's, it's the internet, but uh, it's based out of Canada. Aaron the Idol Stevens' shows on there, so there's a lot of um, a lot of good connections, over 114 platforms on that uh, uh, network as well. But you can get us on social media at Ringside Podcast, and then individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer, and at, at Daniel Spencer on Instagram as well. I have a like page, Referee Daniel Spencer uh, on Facebook. I think it's at Real Daniel Spencer or something like that. I had to come up with some kind of a different name because my name was taken for some reason but uh yeah and you can uh um do that follow i am very you know uh, if, if you follow me and you, you know if you if you're uh i try to follow back it just depends i i said that on, on a podcast recently I'm like i don't i don't want to guarantee i always follow back but i try to uh, for the most part just if you're especially if you interact with me uh, i think i think chris i think you follow me at first, and I didn't follow you back, and then you were interactive. It's like, all right, I'll follow him back, and then they say, no, we, we now we chat a lot. So, uh, it, you know, it, um, it it happens. It's one of those things. You gotta, I gotta be careful with Kenny Troves, is what it is. Uh, no, no. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, and 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 I don't always accept everybody in my public fa- or my private Facebook. That's why I have a like page. So like page, you definitely get me. But the but the um, my actual Facebook, if you send me a request and you don't get accepted, please don't be. Um, pissed off or whatever. I try to keep it to minimal friends and family, and you know, networking for people in the wrestling business. Uh, as far as refereeing, you know, I'm a, I'm a referee at OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, done some impact shows, things of that nature. And you're going to see uh, we have a big show coming up on December the 10th. It's called Christmas Chaos. Every match is inside of a steel cage. Uh, so I, we're going to you're going to see. Um, some former WWE stars will be there uh, as well. I can't announce them yet just because they haven't been announced on TV yet or I would, uh, but um, they'll be there as well. And you can be able to st- see OVW streaming live on YouTube on Tuesdays. Louisville time or Eastern time is, is uh, eight o'clock, but you know, depending on where you're at, try to figure out that time frame. but it is streaming live. So just subscribe to it. You'll get that notification that it's live. Um, so you'll be able to watch and you'll be able to see me referee and watch the whole television show. And then you can go back and watch other shows too if you want to catch it, catch up with, with what's going on. Um, and pretty much anything else, other shows like uh, it's locally here in, here in the Louisville area or the Southern Indiana area. So I don't know, but OPW, which stands for Ultimate Pro Wrestling, I do, a, I do, a, there's a big show on man on December the 7th. So, uh, or I'm sorry, December the 6th. And then in December the 14th, and somewhere in Kentucky, I don't even know the state, some some show I'm working on, there's a lot of stars on it, but, um, you know, and then another show on January 4th in uh, Ohio, I don't know the exact city of that either. I take booking sometimes and don't realize where I'm going until it gets closer to it, so I apologize. But um, that has a lot, of, that has the Godfather on the show and some other um, former WB stat, uh, talent, too, as well, so... Um, yeah, so it's just uh, I know it's a lot to throw in there at the last minute, but uh, you know if you just follow me on on the social media, you'll you'll see I'll I'll tweet out or or share all those different events 
and um, you know, and then you can oh, that's where I can go check it out or or watch it on YouTube or whatever. So that's awesome. I didn't know about the OVW on YouTube gimmick, so I'll I'll definitely subscribe to that when we're finished and uh, check out those shows. That's great. Thanks again, Daniel. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at what you drinking. You drop the G. You can search Facebook for Chris Doyle. Just look for the logo, the What You Drinking logo. Email me at drinkingwithdoyle at gmail.com. You subscribe on YouTube. Hit the subscribe link. Get all your audio versions on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, everywhere. And you get the podcast. And hit me up. Email me. Interact with me. I want to hear your questions. Any good ones out there, I'll read them out in the show and we'll chat about them and, and have some conversation. Daniel Spencer. The man, the myth, the legend. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. An one quick thing. One, one quick thing I forgot to mention. Uh, OVW, we have a talent right now. He's going to go back to Australia, but his name's EC Diamond, ECD. Um, he's He's been wrestling. He's been in the school. Uh, in December, he goes back to Australia for a little bit and probably come back. So check him out. Um, and uh, we actually, he told me that we, you don't have a Burger King in Australia. You have a, is it Kangaroo Jacks or something like that? <laughs> Hungry Jacks, yeah. Hungry Jacks, that's what it is. Sorry, kangaroo. Yeah. I'm thinking Hungry Jack. He's like, it's the same thing. And I was like, what? So he was been telling me a lot of stuff about your about your country, and uh, and when, I told him about you as well. So when Burger King first, you know, expanded over to Australia, there was already a Burger King. Right, Somebody else already right owned the name, so yeah. they had to change it to Hungry Jacks, and there was Hungry already Outback Jacks and stuff, so it went to Hungry Jacks. So exactly the same thing. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I like I, I literally want to go to Australia just to walk and eat a Hungry Jacks. Like it's crazy. Oh, I thought on that that's a, a Aussie shirt up the back and yeah, Hungry Jacks is actually a sponsor, but it, the logo's not on the shirt, so never mind. Daniel, I do want, I would love to have you back on in the future. Yeah, I would love sure. to break down um the the job, the inside and outside of a referee, if possible, and have some questions, you know, what your duties are outside of counting one, two, three, and really break that down someday. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. As long as we, like I said, we just got to work out the schedule thing, but I'm, I'm always willing to come on and talk about whatever, uh, you know, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah. So just let me know when you're willing to do that episode and we'll work out like we did this one. So you're the man. Thanks, Daniel. Cheerio yeah. and keep drinking. Cheers. Absolutely.